We're in the midst of a big transformation on the planet out of transactional into relational. And that's going to mean that everything is transformational. And as part of that process, we're really looking to find humanity in the middle of what's become fairly unhuman. Join us today with our guest, Heather Hansen O'Neill, who is a behavioral expert and the author of Find Your Fire, Teams on Fire. We're going to talk about finding humanity in your life and in business. Join us to find out more. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Nectar Show, that show where we talk about all things essence, where we gather around the campfire and we share our stories of connection to that which is greater than us, to the big mystery beyond the veil, to those synchronistic moments that lead us inexorably towards our highest version of ourselves with our intention to do so. I am your host, Carrie Hummingbird, and I love coming on this podcast week after week and having these discussions that in my heart of hearts, I deeply desire influence every listener into a greater appreciation of life and to really tap into their own hearts, your own heart and your own humanity and this experience that we're having on earth, which actually although albeit quite uncomfortable from time to time at this time of the great awakening is the great awakening and is this opportunity for us to become even more conscious, even more refined in our awareness, even more tuned in, tapped in, even more connected to the planet and to the animals and the plants and all of life on earth and also to ourselves and what does actually light us up? What does really make us smile and sing? What gives us enrichment and a feeling of satisfaction with our lives? These are things that we're really learning right now at a deeper, deeper level. And today we're going to have a conversation about this topic, about finding humanity, finding your humanity, finding examples of good humanity out there, finding reasons to be excited about humanity. These are things because if our brain, if we're just, you know, I was telling our guests before this show started, I was like, you know, sometimes my mind, if I'm just going based on that, is showing you what could be improved. Like I have a constant running tally of like that could be improved. That over there could definitely be improved. Oh, this over here could be improved. And I'm just looking at what could be improved, which means I'm looking at the side of the equation that says things aren't really good enough. You know, like I see so much more potential than what we're doing. And that can be a frustrating place to land. So we need to kind of like balance the scales and not to say ignore that stuff, but then like equally balance it with what is working, what is cool, what is amazing, what are people doing that's really outstanding and what are people putting into practice already that's working? We're going to hear about some of that today. So I'm really excited to invite Heather Hansen O'Neill to the show. Welcome, Heather. Carrie, thank you so much. I always love our conversations and I'm thrilled to be with you and your audience today. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. So Heather is an international 
a keynote speaker. She's a behavioral expert. She's the author of Find Your Fire, Teams on Fire, and the co-author of the new Amazon bestseller, Where is the Office? Moving Today's Leaders from What Is to What Can Be. And she's also a a two-time TEDx speaker, which is so cool. I haven't done that yet. I really want to do it. She's amazing uh, podcast host of From Fear to Fire. And she's the creator of Leadership for Our Children's Ultimate Success. L-Focus is the the short name for that. So as you're going to see, Heather's mission is to open leaders' minds and hearts to know possibility within them and to know that leading with purpose has real business results, not just like because you're a good human, but like it actually has an impact on your bottom line. So listen up, anybody that works at a business that maybe has some influence over the way that business works. You know, if you like the way this podcast goes, share it out with some people that could actually impact the way your business is working, you know, because we might get some really inspiring things going on. You might want to bring Heather in to talk to your uh, your executive teams. So Heather, tell us a little bit about like finding humanity. Like what prompted you to to cuz you know, by the way, Heather's already been on the show before. So go I'll put the link to the other episode. You can go find out about all her history over there. But it, let's just pick up where we are right now. What prompted you to create that finding humanity perspective? Well, as it um often happens in life that in order to get to that transformation, in order to get to that really amazing thing, you usually have to dive really deep and go through some messy stuff. And, you know, we've talked about this before, that that's the way that life is sometimes, right? And so the beginning of this story is a little bit challenging. So uh, that is an understatement. So what happened was my mother had uh, gotten quite ill as far as her dementia had gotten a lot worse during COVID. And so she was not wanting to come north where I lived. So I, my, my sons were graduating from high school and I have a a wonderful business that allows me to do it from any location. So I decided it was time to go south and be closer to her and, and try to give her a better quality of life. And we had a wonderful time for a few weeks and we went to the beach. We went to Taco Bell. Okay. That was really definitely her idea. That is not my idea, but it lit her up. So we did that, you know, went to the movies and it was, it was wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful time. And then we found out that, um, you know, I had this expectation in my head, dementia, those types of things and Alzheimer's and things that takes a long time. So I had to wrap my head around that this was going to be a long journey. And four weeks into the move, we found out that she actually had an aggressive form of cancer. And so I spent a lot of time saying, what, why, how could this happen? And um, I was devastated. And I had moved to the beach. So I was walking along the beach and trying to make sense of it, you know, with it kind of tumbling around in, in my brain. And I I wasn't even paying attention to what was around me. And then I I kind of looked over to the right and I I saw kids running and playing and joyful and a a woman and a man just so in love. And then I looked over to the left and I saw a a young runner like picking up garbage off of the beach. And I I watched the sun just pull out of the ocean and beautifully light up the sky. and And I felt better. I realized that all around me, there were good things happening and that maybe that's where I can find some meaning in this. Maybe that's where instead of railing, why me or why us, 
to just go seek humanity. And so I just made a conscious decision to do that. And so every day I would walk on the beach at sunrise and I would seek humanity on the beach, but then throughout the day in my interactions in business and my interactions with my friends and just witnessing strangers. And the interesting thing, as you I'm sure know, Carrie, is that when you seek, you find, right? And so I found example after example, story after story of people doing amazing things. And so I started to share this out into the world. You know, this is what I do. I post things. I posted my my sunrise pictures in a humanity moment every morning. And the response that I got from people blew me away. It made me feel better to, to seek humanity, but it also apparently was what people were craving, not just additional likes or comments, but personal messages in my inbox saying, thank you so much. You are, are lifting my spirits. You're helping me move forward. I shared this out with my employees. They're doing the morale in the organization is so much better. We tried your random act of kindness. And I, like story after story, Carrie, I couldn't believe it. It would give me chills. Like every morning I would go and I'd check and I'd be like, oh my gosh, there's somebody else. And so I started to ask, I wonder, I wonder how this relates in business because that's really what I do. I I work with businesses. And so I thought I wonder if there's a a correlation there. And so me and a, a team of other people went out to research if there was. And we found there really is. When companies are purpose-driven companies that care about their people, that care about their clients, that do things to help the community, it comes back. It comes back and those businesses are rewarded with loyalty and profitability. And it's not, it wasn't necessarily their intention. They're not saying, oh, I'm going to do this so that I do better in business. They're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And so I just have been so lifted by this entire journey over the last couple of years and seeking and finding so many examples of goodness in the world. Gosh, that's so beautiful that you took this moment of being really human, right? And having this um, really challenging experience with your mom and, and I'm sure just like grief and fear and a lot of like really difficult things to feel. And then was like, wait a second, I'm going to also accept beauty into my life at the same time as that's happening. As I think a lot of us feel like we need to just dive down into the deep end of the bad feelings when things are happening that we don't really like, but then we're cutting ourselves off from the counter, the counterbalance to that, right. To, to witnessing the joy and, you know, and remembering this is a, this is a temporary part of my experience. It's a painful part, but it's temporary. There's other things that are actually true about my life beyond the pain. Right. And, you know, I do believe that we need to allow ourselves to feel whatever feelings we're feeling. And so that element, that period of time where I was just kind of feeling so deeply, I realized I I wasn't looking outside of myself. But it's it's not the resistance to the change or the deep feelings that are the problem. It's how much time that we spend there. So it is really important that once you're, you know, that you as quickly as you can seek out some of these other things that can bring you joy or, or, or find some meaning in them. Yeah. And kind of remind yourself of the totality of life. Like life has many, many cycles and phases and experiences. And Mm -hmm. some of them we like, and some of them we don't like, some of them we prefer, some of them we don't prefer, but they all have gold for us. You know, I think that 
even death has um, got a lot of gold inside of it. I realized with my dad's passing and it's, it's the kind of gold that you don't really want that gold, but since it's already happening yes. anyway, and you've got to, you know, bring yourself to this place of like, there's beauty inside here and to try to find that beauty. And for me, I found it in the recognition of how my dad left big footsteps for us to all follow in. So that was, you know, our chance to up level, our chance to be love in the family. We can look at things. I think perspective is so important, isn't it? Like the lens that we put on when we look at things. It's incredibly important. And and that awareness that I know that you are so amazing at is that to be self-aware, to be able to say, okay, well, what am I feeling? What am I, what am I doing right now with who am I being? Just be becoming aware of those emotions and how you're showing up allows you to consciously choose them, right? As opposed to just going through life there. Yeah, I'm sure we all at some point in our lives have been kind of blindly taking a step after another step, right? And I, I know that I have. I don't want to make that assumption that anyone else has. But but then when you are aware with your steps, when you, there's just such a different depth of living that takes place. You know, I really, this is kind of funny in this moment. And so I don't know if you've seen this show, but this show, Ted Lasso, is such a good example of like leadership from a good from positive perspective. And it's so funny because when, when the show first started, everyone's like, this guy is crazy. What is his <laughs> problem? Because he's always positive. Like, what is his issue? And, and I would say that during the course of the show, you see that he does cultivate the ability to be very challenging things within himself, right? He does cultivate that capacity, but he doesn't make it about himself as a leader. He goes, what does the team need? What does what do my people need? You know, I'm the leader. What do they need from me? And at the very end, it's so interesting because he's like, it's not a story. It's not even about me. It's about this team, right? So tell us, because I, I look like you've seen it. So actually, the funny thing is, is it's on my list because you are now officially the 10th person <laughs> to tell me that when I speak, it reminds them of the show Ted Lasso. So <laughs> I must go out, but I have to start at the beginning and watch the whole thing. I'm not going to tell you what happens. Yeah. Don't tell me what happens. Don't tell me what happens. But I have to, because it's so funny how many people have felt, they've said they, that the show moved them. And that's why I wanted to watch it because I'm all about moving people, helping people to feel something, you know, and, and I know whenever you speak, you help people feel and so I, I definitely will be watching that show. <laughs> and now everybody else will too. So, you know, what I like about it is it brings in a lot of examples of forgiveness, tons and tons of examples of forgiveness, of listening, of seeing things through different eyes, of empowering like, you know, coaches meeting and say, how can we empower these players? You know, and as a parent, I really appreciate that because, you know, I'm always like meeting with a king, like how can we empower power our kids? You know, our, our kids are going through difficult times. How can we empower them? And I really like that kind of leadership demonstration because that's, you know, we have all different kinds of people. So we have all different kinds of leaders, right? And some leaders see things um, the way we've been trained to see things in Western, which is to categorize, label, and box, mm -hmm. and then see the worst case scenario. Like ask the question, what's the worst case scenario? Right. And right. that's like, we're just putting our attention on show me the worst thing that could possibly happen instead of why don't we say what more is possible? How can it get any better than this? How is this the greatest thing that ever happened for our company? How is this going to make us break down to break through? You know, I mean, these are things that I feel like are demonstrated in that show. And I think that you also oh. resonate with. 
Yes. I mean, so the, the, the subtitle of my newest book, Where's the Office, is called Moving Today's Leaders from What Is to What Can Be. So that's exactly the process that we need to go through because you're right. There is a lot of focus on the negative, what's going wrong. But the re- if once you accept the reality of what is, which includes what you control and what you don't control, right? Accepting the reality of what is frees your mind to be able to envision what's possible. And there's always a gap. There's literally always a gap between what is and what's possible. But when we have that vision that we're striving toward and we are open, we accept what is, we're open to the wisdom around us and within us, then we can fill the gap, right? But if we're closed, if our, if our, Perception, our our viewpoint is always on the problem and not the solution. You're never going to fill the gap. Yeah, and it's also like I think another little piece of this is the recognition that if you're going to take a journey anywhere, you start with knowing where you are. So that assessment of this is where we are right now, that realistic assessment, that's important. This is where we are, and then knowing where you want to go. This is where I want to go. Like this is what we're going to do together. But what people forget is that life plans a journey. So, you know, your way of getting to your destination, that's life showing you. And if you're in a company, your company entity, showing your company entity, that's the journey that you're going to take, you know, and so you're going to take it all together. And I think people get confused. Like if they set the intention and then it didn't happen the first time, exactly what they thought. But actually, it's a metamorphosis, right? I mean, that's got to be part. I know that's part of what you share with people. 100%. And you know, when you just said metamorphosis, I'm looking at the butterflies behind you. I don't know why, but I was inspired to wear my butterfly earrings today. This is a theme. This is definitely a theme, Gary. So I think that it's really important that the, the leaders that I found are doing best right now, they demonstrate that flexibility, that openness to, yes, this is our vision, but when something happens, when something presents itself, we have to just figure it out, right? They demonstrate the transparency of, okay, this is a, this is a challenge right now. And I'm a little bit concerned about this too, but hey, let's do it together. So it's, it's the, the shift, right? So you can acknowledge and then shift. And how can we keep everyone moving in the right direction is super important, you know? And so I found that I love working with leaders who get that, who recognize that empathy and and embracing diversity and and acknowledging people and listening and taking their feedback and not just constantly directing but listening to your people these are the the leaders that i love working with because they empower their people and they generate loyalty yeah and that seems like that comes from the heart right so what are some things that companies are doing right now to get in the heart of themselves and their employees and their company What a beautiful question. So I think that, well, I'll give you an example. I have been quite blessed to have some amazing clients that I, that I work with. And so I just this week was working with an organization who in every element of what they do, it's not about what's easiest. It's about what's the right thing, right? And so that's a shift in, so we were at an event and they were 
thinking about what does this community need in addition to what do our people need? And so there's community give back. That's part of it. There's real personalization. I think that that's a key right now is that you understand a lot of times leaders are like, oh, I don't have time to do this individual personalized attention with my people. And you don't have time not to right now to be able to acknowledge people for the wholeness of their being and not just you're an employee, you're here to do this job, but your whole being and your well-being is important to me as your leader. And these are the people that I am so grateful to be working with now because they've shifted and they understand that the time you take to listen, to ask the right questions, to do the right things, and to enjoy the process, to have fun along the way, these are the people that are successful right now. They're communicating well. They're empowering their people. Yeah, what I'm hearing the whole time you're saying that is it's like a movement that we've been doing individually, but it's like a movement out of transactional living into transformational living. 100%. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because you know what people, I mentioned in the beginning, what what I found out in my journey with finding humanity is that people crave this now. You know, there's a pendulum swing and we've spent too much time in this sense of loneliness, isolation, fear, and people crave connection. So when you can connect deeper with yourself as a leader, or as just an individual human being in the world, showing up in the world, you will connect better with your families, with your, with your children, with your employees, your team members, your peers, your friends, your community. It's across the board. And that comes down to, I find that one of the things I talked about this week was the ability to get present because we're, there's a lot of busyness. There's a lot of distraction. There's a, you know, there's, still a lot of chaos, right? And so it's important in order to get those deeper connections is to get really present with yourself, what you're feeling, and then with the other person who is literally right there in front of you. I'm wondering if there's like um, leadership training uh, in some of these companies around presence and empathy and meditation is that happening for the leaders that are successful? Happening. I'm helping people to do that. It's so funny though, because it's just a different world to work with companies that are, you know, tech companies, financial services companies, companies that are traditionally feeling a certain way. There's compliance that they're talking about, that they're thinking about to be able to, to start with a breathing exercise, to include yoga into their events, to become present in in exercises where they're talking to each other in a completely different way, really listening and and talking about who we are as people, it's changing everything. It's beautiful to, to watch. It really is. Yeah. It's kind of like putting coins in the love bank, you know, to use one of these old metaphors, right? It's like you have a relationship, you mm-hmm. want to honor that relationship. And when you're putting you know, when you're honoring somebody or really remembering their birthday or like talking with them and you Mm -hmm. remember like what's going on with them and you really deeply listen in a conversation, those are all putting coins in the love bank, you know? And then at some point, if you have an ask down the way, you know, they, you have a little buffer there, or let's say that you have an off day and you weren't so great today. 
they will be more likely to forgive that behavior because they already know they've got a history with you and they know, okay, we're all just human. Right. But if it's you're constantly like, withdrawing from the bank and you're not giving anything, you're not adding those coins, you don't have that same forgiveness at all. At all. You know, so I was I was talking with someone this week as well about the transformation of sales in organizations. So, you know, it's very it started out like 200 years ago, like very manipulative. It's not that way anymore, but it went competitive to consultative to cooperative. And now this next level is humanity focused. So when I'm going to get together with my client to discover a solution that is bigger than either one of us could have done on our own. And so it's expansive, right? And so it's just a whole other level of of how you show up and what you create together. Yeah. And for me, that kind of goes in hand in hand with that personal connection with that, which is bigger than us um, on an individual level. And then an alignment with the true self, you know, your true design and all these wonderful tools we have now for understanding ourselves, right? Like, you know, I love to use the gene keys and human design is fantastic. Like all these beautiful ways that we have astrology reports. I mean, we have so many ways to understand ourselves and our unique gifts that are based in something bigger than our minds or our training up until now. And it has to do with who we are fundamentally as people. And when we get insights into that, it's almost like it makes it so much easier to get along with other people. It completely does. And, you know, it it solves, it doesn't necessarily solve, but it really helps. Another issue that we've been seeing very prevalent in in businesses now is just this extreme burnout, that people aren't happy. They're running themselves into the ground. They're, They're like flying off the handle to their at work, and then they bring it home with them, and it causes problems at home. But when you show up authentically, heart centered, connected, you feel better. You like the people that you work with more. You you generate positive energy. Like there's, you feel better. And so it's so beneficial in so many different ways. Now I'm going to ask you a question because I I think I know the answer, but do you recommend to your clients at any point, like the four agreements? (laughs) Because it seems like corporate culture needs this. You know, it's funny. I, I, when I'm doing coaching, so there's two different elements of what I do, right? So the keynotes is a little bit, a little bit bigger from it's, it's one to many, but then I also do a lot of the coaching, the reinforcement, um, the executive level coaching. And those are the, the conversations where I get into things like that. And it's a, it's a lot of fun it, because people are like, um, okay. And then they come back after reading it and they're like, Oh, I get it now. Now I understand why not to take anything personally. Oh, yeah. And, you know, my husband and I were in our in our Soul Nectar tribe where this month we're looking at be impeccable with your word all month oh. long. And when I, this is the first time I said, let's just spend the whole month on it. There is so much that comes up when you start looking at it deeper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like just to take gossip in the company environment. Oh, let's just take... You know, like, let's say you have a difficult, difficult employee, like the employee is actually not difficult. It's just that you don't know how to deal with that person. Right. I have this happen sometimes when I have clients or students that I want to help and I'm like, I'm having a hard time meeting their needs in in the moment. Right. Cause I have some block in myself, but that's like a really responsible way of looking at it. It's like, that's my block. That's my thing. And I think on the real world or the one that's 
hopefully becoming more like this one is that people still kind of blame the other person, right? It's like a lot of projections onto others. Mm -hmm. And is this what you're helping them to do with the four agreements is to own their own stuff? Yes. I mean, taking responsibility is such a huge part of it. And it's what I was alluding to when I said accepting the reality of what is, and, and that includes knowing what you control and what you don't control. Because a lot of peak performers think that they have control over things that are completely and utterly outside of their control. And that's where stress comes from. But what you do own is what you think about it, how you feel about it. And what you're talking about is what you do with it, right? And how can you own your part in those three things transforms your relationship with everything. Yeah, I want to modify my previous statement. We're actually moving from transactional to relational, right? I mean, that's yeah. really the movement is Which to relational. Which transformational. Though. Yeah, it so does. It requires transformation. Yes. <laughs> but the thing I wish, I often wish that people would realize as an empath, as a sensitive, is like how impactful our word is in terms of creating the vibration in the space. When we're talking negative about somebody, it creates such a stink cloud and that person feels it. And then that triggers all of their defenses. And then they act more the way that's, you know, causing the original defensiveness. And so it just follows they do. back and, and forth. Is, yeah. But the thing is that most people don't even really realize is that yes, it's impacting that other person negatively, but ultimately you're harming yourself too, because that energy, it creates illness. Yeah. And also when we don't have really good grasp of our emotions, right? Like our feelings, but then we put wrap our story around the feelings or that's, that's the gossip thing. We're so well-trained to do that, like around the coffee cooler and things like that, you know, and it creates a lot of, you know, I don't work in a corporate environment anymore, but my husband does. So I prefer to be in my own space where I can stage everything and have control. <laughs> But you know what I love that you're doing, Carrie, is that you said, let's do this for the whole month. Because what you're doing now is you're not just bringing awareness, you're making change in, in habits and patterns. Because when you can bring awareness for a period of time, you start to recognize and are able to create a new pattern. And that's super important. I love that you're doing that. Yeah, it's really fun, actually. When we go into the four agreements, like little book clubs and things like that, I think that anybody can start a book club on the four agreements. I mean, you can do it with your family. You can, I mean, anybody can just pick it up and start doing it, right? I mean, so what are some other good tools? So you've got like the four agreements, you're doing some empathy coaching and and, and teaching about psychology. What else are you mm-hmm. teaching people that's really right. helpful? Well, one of the things from Where's the Office is this tool called Mindspace. And it's a great way to assess. You can use it personally for a challenge that you're going through, a change that you want to make, anything like that. But you can also use it with teams. Where are we with these five areas? And so you know exactly where you need to focus. So Mind Space is an acronym for shared vision. Uh, that's the S, obviously. P is person, the people that you're with and understanding how personality plays into it. So I do use assessments that are related to behavior analysis and things like that. A is um, assessing the situation as far as the, the things like the technology and do we have access to the tools that we need to be successful and C is the connections that we have. Do we have access to the people that we need to be successful? And then E is the energy. 
What is the energy that we're bringing to this? Is it beneficial? So that tool helps you if you're thinking like red, yellow, green, and you're you're assessing where you are in the situation or with your team. If you have a red because it, you just have terrible access to the things that you need, you know, that's where we have to start right now to move forward. So that's another tool that we use. But there's so many. I love that you do, too, that you don't just do one thing. You're open to you're across the table from somebody and you're finding out, OK, what do you need? Where are you? And what is the thing that you need to fill your gap? Because it's going to be different than the person that I talked to in an hour or the person that I talked to yesterday. And if we're not present as, as healers or for like you are or, or as anyone who's working with organizations or anything like that, if you're a leader in any capacity, if you're not present, you're not going to know the right way to help someone else. Yeah, I, I also heard that message really loud and clear with another leader who's um, in does a lot of seva, does a lot of work mm-hmm. in the communities and around the world. Mm-hmm. This is where, you know, it's like really being sensitive to the community's needs and what they actually need, not kind of forcing your dogma on them. Oh, yeah. Give them things that they need, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. We're cleaning up a lot of things on the planet right now, aren't we? But see how this whole my mind goes. My mind goes, ah, that's so icky, that piece. And then we want to like bring in a new solution, right? So when you're working with a company where there's just been like, say a lot of stinky energy, there's just, you know, people aren't motivated. They're not really feeling heard or seen. They're not feeling wanted. They're feeling misunderstood. They don't really want to open up because they're afraid of gossip. How do, where do you start? I mean, where do you even start, Heather? You know what? That's a really good question. And it does depend <laughs> on the situation and the scenario because I find that oftentimes this is a, a cultural issue. And so that requires some time and it requires working with leaders that are willing to change themselves and to be able to communicate a new culture and to um, bring everyone in, help people to to not just buy into their idea of it, but to get to actually listen to what they need as well. And so it usually does stem from the leaders that helps. There's usually a cultural issue, but I will say that oddly in the last six months, there has been a tremendous amount of a lot of people in my awareness, clients of mine that have put up with toxic behavior because it's a little harder to find people right now. And so maybe the person who is is doing this toxic behavior does a lot within the organization. So they've made themselves indispensable. And I have just seen lately more than I have in you know the 25 years that I've been in business recently, that this has been a real challenge for organizations and that they're recognizing that that can't stay, that when you allow for that type of behavior, the undermining, the negativity, that that infects everyone else in the organization. And if you don't take care of that and nip that in the bud right away, sometimes that requires extricating someone from the organization, then when they do, when they do take care of it and they immediately feel the energy shift, the morale lift, everything is different. And they always say, ah, I wish that I had done that sooner. You know, we get reticent because we're in fear and we can't stay there. 
my God, that's so interesting. I want to add one more piece in because as I'm curious if it's related to the environment as well, I've noticed with being in like the mental health space as my focus, you know, in the last 30 years or some really long period of time, (laughs) my whole (laughs) lifetime so far, I've been really interested in the family system model. And the interesting thing to me was that Lately, I heard, I read this book um, by Louis Malmadrona and he talked about the weak link. So the one who acts the worst is usually the weak link in the family system. Mm -hmm. And that person usually ends up with some mental illness, you know? And so he found that when he gets everybody together and they all speak out loud, their perspective on like, what's wrong with so-and-so and and the person's willing to do it. Right. So that is number one, they're willing to hear what everybody's saying because they want to get better. It was like, when all this stuff gets aired, everything improves. It's almost like secrets are the problem or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. stories behind backs are the problem or like this feeling sense that you're not accepted. I wonder how much that plays into organizations where they're really having that negative vibe. I'm wondering if that's part I of the issue. I think you're onto something and it ties back to, you know, being impeccable with your word as well as that it's, it's how we say it, but that, that we hide behind things or the, the conversation is subverted in another direction or you're telling the person that's not really the person that you need to be telling us that right, right right there. This is a scenario, but I find that I think you're spot on because it's the organizations that communicate well, both directions, all directions that are doing much better. It's the ones that are like, well, I have to present a certain thing. And so I don't have all of the information. So I'm not going to tell anybody anything. These are, these are the organizations that right now are struggling because people want to have openness. They want to be heard and they want to hear the real story, not the one that you're going to make up because you want to look good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. See, because we learned during COVID, we learned, we're like, you cannot trust what people are saying. And so we want transparency, don't we? I think yeah. like we really want a lot of transparency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It builds trust. And that's really what we want. Like town halls where you can like ask any question and it's going to get answered. And you're not going to send like a little pat answer, but you're going to get like the answer. And like, even if right- the answer is, I don't know that and I'll find out for you. That's a heck of a lot better than making up something that everybody knows isn't true. It's BS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And oh gosh. And I, I just feel like the more we can just come together, right. As a, as a, like an ownership, right? Because it's also ownership. Like you were talking about how the leaders that recognize the importance of everybody having a stake in it, like feeling part of it, not just like top down told. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it because that we were talking about the same thing, it's the as taking responsibility for yourself, it's all tied together, right? So the positive elements of, I'm going to take responsibility and own the things that I've done, the way that I feel. And that actually helps you tie in to the organization as an entity and you're working together. And if everybody's doing that, I mean, literally you're unstoppable. Yeah. Because I imagine like, this is just me with my woo woo, but like, if you had like a corporate vision, let's say everybody just, what if they just had a corporate meditation for like a half an hour and everybody envisioned like, what would be the perfect outcome for this product or solution? And, and how would it change people's lives and what would come of that and all of this. And then everybody was seeing their vision, right? 
Well, that's become, that's captured now by the corporate entity, right? That then if you tapped into, you could actually meditate with it and ask, okay, what's my role today to create that? You could actually be checking in with it. Isn't that fabulous? Yeah. It's fabulous. And you know, the way that you begin what to get yourself present and to and to become present with me. I love that. And that's exactly what you're talking about. If people could do that, and I know that that's not necessarily recorded. It's just a moment for us to focus and become present for each other to serve, right? Then I think if, if more companies and more leaders encourage that within an organization, I think it would be very powerful. Yeah, extremely powerful. Rather than figuring it out, you just tap into the, the vision that's already been created and ask what's next. It's a listening rather than a telling. You know, it works out a little bit yes, better. I love that. <laughs> love, love, love it. Gosh, I love talking with you. Is there anything else? Any other little juicy tidbits? Like just, just imagine that some corporate leader finally gets a hold of this and goes, oh my God, this is revolutionary. I want to hire Heather. What would you say to that person? Like what's what's the next step? What's the... Well, you know, I think it's important to have a conversation. When we talk about communication is I'm not ever going to try to sell somebody on this. I need we both need to have a conversation to say, is this the right fit for you and your organization? I mentioned that I've been in business for 25 years. When I started, I'm going to be completely transparent with you right now. If you had a pulse, I would take you on as a client, <laughs> you know, because that's what I did in the beginning. But I've come to learn that not every Every situation is the right situation. But when you are conscious about that and you show up wanting to do your best to serve, then amazing things will happen, right? But if you just try to take on somebody where it's just not the right fit, that doesn't make sense. So a conversation is definitely the best thing. You know what? Can I put something out there for your listeners? Yes, please. Okay. So I've been doing this gratitude exercise in a keynote that has been so much fun. So I want to share it with everybody here. Yeah. So, you know, this idea of gratitude is like love. The more you give it away, the more there is, right? And so this exercise of acknowledging first for yourself what you're grateful for can immediately shift your state. But then if you turn it outward and you start to seek out, like we're, we're seeking humanity, right? Seeking things to be grateful for in the people around you and then telling them it's incredibly powerful. So during the keynote, I will ask them to think of someone, you know, a, a team member that's done something great, a client that you just adore working with, a friend who's always there to support you you, a mentor that showed you something that was that transformational in your business or in your life or whatever it might be. Think of someone. And then right now during the keynote, text them and say, I'm thinking of you. I'm thankful for and fill it in. So by the end, I say, okay, so has anyone received a text back? And that conversation of the way that people respond energetically um, with the, their words and their, uh, their lifting back again, it's beautiful to see. So I want to put it out there for your listeners to do that, to just send someone a text to say how much you appreciate them for something that, that you just like about them or something they did for you or, or just something you observed. Yeah. And it's from the heart. It's just a gift. So without yeah. expectation of no, anything in return, no. it's just like a acknowledgement, you know, just kind of like a little message in a bottle out on the sea, you know, I love it. it's a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. <laughs> 
That sounds great. I love that. You know, gratitude, I will, I will be transparent with you, Heather. Gratitude was my first stop when I had my first business coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she would just be like, Carrie, your main block is gratitude. Like you need to, she was giving me all kinds of gratitude practices because I was just not grateful. I was like, you know, like this, I was had expectations. I wanted things to be a certain way. I was super demanding of myself and others. I was like frustrated if it didn't go fast enough because I'm a manifester. I was like, it's not moving fast enough. It's stuck. It's stuck. It's stuck. I'm bothered. Let's fix it. And I was in fixed mode, like just, but, yes. but fix and shove, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, I found out that doesn't work very well once you, you know, move into this. Um, part of reality where people are moving into with us, into the the heart open, into the transparency, into the new way, the relational way. It doesn't work that way. You've got to be gratitude. Can solve so many, yeah, I mean, it can solve so many more problems than us trying to force something. <laughs> it can go way faster than you got the whole it, power of the universe at your back. Exactly. You know, and we, you know, we've talked about manifesting and all of that. It's about the intention too. And you mentioned this, the intention in expressing gratitude, the intention in, you know, taking responsibility, the intention of whatever you're doing, you know, finding humanity, doing good things for your people or whatever it might be. If the intention is just because it's the right thing to do, or it's a good thing to do, then it comes back. If the intention is that, oh, I want to get something back. It's, it's different. It doesn't it's different. work. As well. it doesn't. It's not as good. If you're, if you're in the training wheels program on it, it'll, they'll give you a little something, but you know, mostly the more experience you get with it, it doesn't work anymore. You have to actually expand to do it the right way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I love these insights. Thank you so much. And I know that you have a gift for the audience that is tips for finding humanity, right? Tips for seeking exactly. humanity. It's a checklist. And so you can go at any time and go and find one that you want to do that day or see or observe or whatever it is. And um, we'll, we'll make that available for your people. And I would love to hear if anyone, you know, wants to reach out to me on LinkedIn and say, oh, hey, I did something on your finding humanity checklist. I would love that. That's awesome. I would love that too. So please put it in the notes wherever you found this broadcast, put it in the, the comments so we can both see it and share oh, it with each other. Wonderful. Yeah, I would love that. Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I want to encourage everybody who's been listening to you and to this wonderful conversation to think of somebody that might benefit from this conversation and share it out, you know, share a link and say, Hey, I think you might enjoy this. There's some ideas in here and you can even say, uh, Carrie's a little bit woo woo, but you know, <laughs> whatever you need to say. Carrie and Heather are a little bit woo woo. <laughs> A little bit woo-woo, but, you know, they have a lot of really interesting things to say that might open you up. And you're, you know, maybe you're having a struggle with your employee or, you know, your friend is having trouble with their, you know, leadership. And you just say, hey, you know, here's this. And if they if they watch it, listen, great. And you might have helped one person or maybe a dozen people. Or maybe if that person serves like a whole community, just help them. So that's like pretty great. So, yeah, share it out. Is there any last thing before we give kisses? Because we're going to give mm-hmm. kisses. Okay. Well, I love kisses, but so we want to jump to that, but no, I just want to say to everyone to just, just be, be here now, Mm. every moment, every moment, be present. You'll miss the ride. Otherwise, okay, everybody. come your kisses. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening all the way to the very end. And here come your kisses. Oh, and I'll see you guys all next week on Soul Nectar Show. Bye for now. If you found even one gold nugget in this episode of Soul Nectar Show, 
Will you do us a favor? Will you subscribe, like, and share this episode? Maybe even write a comment and let us know what you thought about it. We really, really want to engage with you at a much deeper level. Let's be part of community together. Have a great week, everyone. Bye for now. To dive in deeper to nourishing conversation, visit soulnectar.show. Take a sip from the drip of the nectar From the source of who you are